Following is a darshan given by His Holiness Jayapataka Swami Maharaj on May 3rd, 1983 in Heidelberg, Germany. The darshan was about Lord Chaitanya's secret mission. over the people with the uh, evil in the world 
without uh, war, you see. But he was so powerful that he could win them by his uh, love. He was not afraid to show forth, but that was most rare. Rather, by his uh, giving of this uh, highest ecstasy of Krishna Prema, or pure love for Krishna, he inundated the whole world with ecstasy. And this brought everyone together. What is incredible to note is that when Lord Chaitanya appeared in India, in the land of Bengal, the Bengal was uh, under the dominion of foreign power. At that time, Bengal was under the rule of uh, Persian invaders, Mohammedan Nawab. And although the majority population were following the Vedic culture, these Muslim kings were actually ruling. So, it was not publicly uh, supported by the government to preach the Vedic uh, culture. Rather, there were forced conversions where the Mohammedan rulers would come and forcibly convert people from following uh, Hindu Dharma or Vedic culture to become a follower of Islam. They would force them to eat meat or they would otherwise uh, defile the women and they would forcibly change their name and call them after that as Mohammedans. And there was also very strict Vedic society. So someone who was uh, forced in that way he would also be rejected by the strict Vedic society or the Hindu society of that day. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came at a most difficult time when on the one hand the so-called Hindus were so strict that it was almost bigoted and on the other hand that there was this uh, very violent presence of uh, foreign rulers, Mohammedan rulers. So in this most difficult time, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was able to create a complete tidal wave of spiritual uh, movement. So, first he established himself in his younger age, as the greatest scholar in the whole of India. People came all the way from Kashmir, from the south, to challenge Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who was known as Nimai Pandit at that time. But they were all converted, uh, defeated by Lord Chaitanya, and as a, as a pundit or as a authority on the Vedic uh, literature, 
accepted as uh, the topmost. So at that time, Gaurav Chaitanya also showed how one can live a life as a married man and at the same time maintain the highest spiritual principles. This is also unique because most of the teachers, uh, spiritual teachers, they are avoiding the, uh, the family life. But for the first uh, 24 years of his life, after he was uh, 14 to 24, he, Lord Chaitanya showed how to be Krishna conscious as a married man, how to be spiritually conscious as a man, with wife and family. In fact, when uh, Lord Chaitanya, he actually, he got married first on the insistence of his father and his mother at a very young age. He was only 14. But even at the age of 14, he was already the greatest scholar. So to earn some wealth, some uh, to preach and to otherwise uh, performed certain activities, he went to the easternmost part of Bengal and he was uh, preaching there for a year or so and then he came back again to his headquarters in Navati. His wife loved him so much that to be separate from him for one year, she died of separation. So when he came back, he had no longer had a wife. Also, his father at that time also left the world. So then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he went to uh, Gaya, where the temple of Vishnupad is. Vishnupad means the lotus feet of the Lord. So when anyone uh, dies in India, the people are going to the Vishnupad temple to offer worship. In fact, just three days ago, one big industrialist from Bombay visited Mayapur Dam, and he said the next day he was going to, to, to do a worship for his deceased father. The idea is that when the body dies, the soul doesn't die. The soul is the is uh, is in the body, and that is the real person. Body is just a machine or vehicle. So when the soul leaves the body, then the body is called dead. So that body is burned or buried or somehow it's destroyed. So it's not to say the health has it. But the soul goes on again and takes reincarnation. So in the cycle of the incarnation, that soul may go uh, back to the supreme uh, abode with uh, God, and never take rebirth again, go back to Krishna. Or the soul may take birth in an elevated place, on a higher planetary system, or in a family of spiritually elevated people in this world. Or the soul may again take 
birth even in a very hellish condition, in very, uh, even in the animal kingdom. If there is some type of negative activities or circumstances in his life. So just to give the deceased uh, soul some special uh, benediction in the name of the deceased uh, uh, relative can go and worship Krishna's lotus feet in this temple in Gaya in Bihar state of eastern India today they can worship uh, the deity the feet of uh, Krishna and that credit goes to the deceased soul. In case they're caught up in some negative uh, karma or reaction for this life, then they get delivered from that. So there Chaitanya Mahaprabhu met his spiritual master, Ishwara Chandra Puri, and he took initiation. It's essential that one must be initiated by a bona fide spiritual master, if one is to make any spiritual advancement. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did this pastime, where he took initiation. At that time, when he came back to uh, Navadvip Dham, he was manifesting the extreme ecstasies of Krishna consciousness. He was crying out, Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. And every time he thought of Krishna, tears would flow from his eyes. He was filled with uh, such intense love that it astonished even the most uh, devout uh, Krishna devotees in the time of the time. In fact, Lord Chaitanya before had been mainly uh, more uh, in the philosophical presentation, in the technical presentation of the scripture as a great academic authority. He was the equivalent of a triple PhD, top of the line in the academic field. But he had not actually shown this uh, spiritual, uh, this uh, emotional aspect before. So now, combined with his uh, uh, spiritual knowledge, he was also showing the highest spiritual love. So, in fact, before Lord Chaitanya was, when he was just uh, challenging others and defending the, on the philosophical point, Sometimes senior Vaishnavas of Navadip like Srivas would come to Chaitanya and tell him, why are you wasting your time simply arguing to present the philosophy? You should rather promote the philosophy in a more practical way. You should yourself show devotion and be a devotee. At this time, they could not recognize that Lord Chaitanya was actually an incarnation of Krishna. So Lord Chaitanya, he would smile at them and said, Yes, I will certainly become a devotee of Krishna in the fullest sense 
It is my aspiration. But I have to find the Guru. Unless I have a spiritual master, how is it possible? If you bless me, you put your hand on my head, you bless me, that I can find the bona fide spiritual master. So when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu uh, formally took initiation, came back from Vishnupada temple, then he started to, he was manifesting the uh, highest ecstasies of love for Krishna. There are different levels of samadhi or concentration in meditation. And when one is so completely absorbed that one's total thought, word, and activities are absorbed in the spiritual platform, that is considered to be the highest samadhi. So this was manifested 24 hours a day by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Throughout the whole day, without any break, which is uh, unique, that even while performing so many activities, one could perceive he was always in the pure samadhi of Krishna consciousness. So, the word got around to all of the devotees who were practicing the Krishna conscious uh, uh, sadhana, the practices, and they used to come every day at the house of Srivast. They came to the house of Srivast because in the morning, you know that we use these flowers for worshiping Krishna. So they would go and gather flowers, but Srivast had a tree which would produce as many flowers as you want. It was a type of uh, desire tree, that if you take flowers, more starts to blossom. So why search the whole village for flowers when one tree provides all the needs? So this intimate uh, circle of very advanced Krishna devotees, they would go to that tree and they would pick flowers. So even in those days, when there wasn't telex, there wasn't shortwave radio, but the news had a way of traveling, especially at that tree. Any spiritual news <laughs> would be transmitted there. And before, by that afternoon, everyone would know <laughs> throughout the whole town. So while they were picking, they all started to say that we might want this. Nimai Pandit, as I mentioned, is the name of Chaitanya. Nimai Pandit now, he has uh, become a Krishna devotee in the, in the, the uh, fullest sense. No, no, he's just presenting the philosophy. He's not actually into the devotional meditation. No, no. Now he's just chanting Krishna, Krishna, Krishna every moment. And tears are pouring from his eyes, you cannot imagine the transformation. Yes, and this way the word gave throughout the whole town. And Lord Chaitanya, in this way, he had a private meeting with all of uh, the uh, 
pure devotees of Krishna at the time. And he told them that how he felt that he had wasted so much time, wasted so much time in uh, the academic pursuit. And now he wanted to simply uh, associate with the devotees and engage in the meditation and to propagate the congregational chanting of Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Rama, Hare Hare. So, in this way, Lord Chaitanya, he had so many students. Because, as I mentioned, he was the greatest uh, scholar, he was a big professor. He had so many uh, university type of students who were all studying under him. Even though he was only at that age about just a teenager. But he was teaching uh, even older people. And he was, uh, in fact, the, uh, of all ages, he was the authority. So, when they saw this transformation, for them it was a shock. They, students normally, they just want, they were very interested in the dry analysis of things. When it comes down to the practical implementation, they're not always uh, that favorable. So here these students, they thought that, well, what has happened to Lord Chaitanya? To this Nimayat Mandir. Our professor, he is, uh, alright, he always was telling us about Krishna, but now he seems to have gone a little bit too far. Now, at every step he's telling us, uh, worship Krishna, to chant Krishna's name, and uh, in a practical way, not just to discuss the philosophy. So they had a private meeting and they decided to go to Lord Chaitanya's uh, previous professor who taught in Sanskrit, Gangadas Pandit. So they all went to him and they said that something has happened to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. That the Nimai Pandit now, he's always talking Krishna He's always uh, telling everyone to practice the, the Krishna uh, bhakti. You must do something. He said, okay, I'll talk to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. There's no need to go so far. So Gangadas Pandit, he went to see Nimai Pandit. Name of Lord Chaitanya. Then uh, he... Uh, told him that uh, as soon as Lord Chaitanya saw him, he bowed down, respected as a teacher, and uh, gave him a seat. said, my uh, master, now that you've come here, you're very honored. Tell me what is uh, your order, what is uh, great uh, good fortune for having you here today. So he said, well, I hear that now you've given up your scholastic uh, pursuits and the academic uh, pursuits, and now you're promoting the more theological, more 
meditational aspects of chanting uh, Krishna's name and uh, performing uh, devotion. So uh, does this mean that now you've given up your uh, your uh, position as a scholar just to become a devotee? Lord Chaitanya said, No! Come now! I will show you! There is no one in this whole town who can defeat Nimai Pandit! I am the greatest scholar! Where is the person that has come forward with Sanskrit, Bengali, with the Vedas? There is no one! Let them come forward with any question! I will smash it in pieces. Then all the students said, Oh, this is our professor. <laughs> <laughs> they were really happy. <laughs> He's back to normal. <laughs> so then, they all went with uh, Lord Chaitanya and there he challenged on the side of the street, come forward, all the other great uh, professors and scholars, they ran off, afraid they didn't want to be defeated in public. Then, one of the uh, devotees was walking by. He was related to Lord Chaitanya through his uh, maternal grandfather. He happened to be visiting Navadvip and he saw. So when he heard Lord Chaitanya say that, he just started to quote a verse from the Srimad Bhagavad Quran, singing it in a beautiful uh, uh, song, with a beautiful tune. He started to quote in Sanskrit a pastime of Lord Krishna. From the Hindu Sanskrit, with Lord Chaitanya, for him, as we speak in our, better than we can speak in uh, whatever English or German, he can fluently speak in Sanskrit, Lord Chaitanya, and uh, so when he was this uh, this devotee, he started to sing the pastime of Lord Ch- of uh, Krishna, that how Krishna. When he was a small baby, at that time a witch called Putana had uh, put poison on her breast and she disguised herself as a beautiful village where a woman came to the house where Krishna was and took Krishna from Krishna's mother who willingly gave, thinking, oh, this is a friend of the village. And that witch, in disguise, fed Krishna her breast milk, which her breast was covered with poison, to kill Krishna, not knowing that Krishna himself was the incarnation of God. So at that time, Krishna, he sucked out the life of that witch Bhutana. You see, at that time, 
He killed the witch. Poison has no effect on Krishna, of course. And not only did he kill her though, but simultaneously the soul which was liberated from the witch body achieved the highest liberation, leaving the material world, going to the spiritual world, and Krishna gave the position that that witch could be his mother in the spiritual world because she had fed her breast milk to Krishna, even if it was poisoned. As this devotee was singing this, Lord Chaitanya, he became so absorbed that how Krishna gave such a mercy to a witch who was trying to murder him, that all type of ecstatic symptoms of love for Krishna became manifested on his body. He suddenly choked up and he started to cry out, Krishna! Krishna! His hairs were standing on end. His body started to shake. And he started, he became just completely overwhelmed. He started rolling on the ground, holding his chest, crying, Krishna! 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 We are so fallen that we don't love you in spite of your being so merciful. The rest of our all good qualities. And so on, so he started to cry out. Right in front of all the students and all the people. And they said, oh no. <laughs> and they realized that there was nothing that they could do. As you taught us the philosophy, now you also must teach us the practical aspect. The Lord Chaitanya brought some of the older devotees, and they came with them the Ganga, the Jung, the Kartal, 
And he taught all the academic students that he had been training how to chant Hare Krishna. In this way, the all those students which had a more difficult type of people to bring to the practical aspect. They just want to stay on the speculative platform. But he was able to bring all of them to the practical aspects of not only knowing the philosophy but also practicing it and realizing it. In this way, Lord Chaitanya Sankirtan movement, where he started chanting Hare Krishna in the street with hundreds and thousands of people together. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Even though it was a Mahavadan move, even though there were so many uh, critics, he, he promoted a mass movement for uniting all of the people in his chanting of Hare Krishna. Actually, now in the world, there is so much division. Even within uh, individual texts, in the growth sense, you see that Hindus and the Muslims are fighting. You see that Muslim and Jews are fighting, Israel and Lebanon, Palestine, Arabia. Then you're seeing that uh, of course, sometimes Jews and Christians fight. Sometimes uh, in different sects they're fighting like that. In uh, different parts of the world. Then, but that doesn't end there. Because that uh, envy is in the heart. So even when Muslims are not fighting Jews, then within Muslim religion, there are two sects, just like Catholic and Protestant. They have Sunni and Shiite. They fight with each other. Iran is a Shiite, and the Iraq is Sunni. They're fighting with each other. In Pakistan now, Sunni Shiite is too. They're fighting with each other. In Ireland, Catholic. And Protestants, Christians, they're fighting with each other. In this way, the whole world is uh, divided in various little, little texts, little ideas, they're fighting with each other. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he came first to give spiritual knowledge, and then to give the practical way of having real love for Krishna, real love for God, to unite, to unite with devotion, with Pasti and with Vedanta, with uh, spiritual understanding, on a higher level, to unite all of these type of uh, disharmonious people. So that's what the world needs today. Therefore, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance, which the 500th anniversary is just about to come here, is the most uh, needed. His appearance is the most uh, welcome. 
opportunity to bring actually a complete uh, peace in the world. This one of the neighbors here I heard today, elderly uh, lady, she read the Bhagavad Gita and said, oh, if the whole world would follow this book, then there would be peace in the world. That is the actual fact. If the whole world follows the Bhagavad Gita, Srila Prabhupada has given us, this is a peace formula, then the whole world will be at peace. To do that, it requires that the people first have to be philosophically convinced about the basis of the Bhagavad Gita. But it has to go beyond that because they have to practically also perform the uh, meditation, the spiritual practices, to be able to experience the higher mystic experience, religious experience, which will actually uh, eradicate all type of anxiety, fear, and problems from their consciousness and give them pure spiritual knowledge. That is a special gift of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So I'm very happy that you're disseminating this science and this uh, cultural center. And uh, I know Sri Vishnupad, the spiritual master of this uh, center, is uh, empowered by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu through their disciplic succession to give this uh, both aspect, the philosophical as well as the practical aspect of this spiritual science. So recently in, in, uh, in India we were, just had our annual uh, world uh, festival and pilgrimage and so we've taken some flights uh, of that uh, function and other uh, preaching uh, expeditions in uh, India. Are they ready? So we could ask the question answers and then in the meantime they can put that up this one. Then we can see those. Some of them I am not seen also. They just got that developed flowers. I mentioning how the students were so attached to see Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but still later, there was this one who was becoming disturbed because of what Chaitanya was doing during his education. <laughs> the, uh, the thing is that, that Lord Chaitanya was actually Krishna. This 
because his mission was to show how one should practice by being a devotee of It's a very esoteric understanding that Krishna has come as a, a devotee in disguise, you can say, for a secret mission. So, the infinite followers of Chaitanya, they realized this. And they didn't interrupt Lord Chaitanya's movement as being a devotee. Neither did they call him Krishna. Neither did they put him down to the ordinary level of an ordinary devotee. They knew that he was in this unique position. But the ordinary student, they took it that Lord Chaitanya was ordinary devotee, maybe more knowledgeable, maybe more advanced, but not in some relative way. They couldn't understand Lord Chaitanya's absolute position. So when Lord Chaitanya was chanting the names of the infinite devotees of Krishna in the spiritual world, the gopis. They were saying, why do not chant Hare Krishna? When the gurus are chanting Hare Krishna, he told us to chant Hare Krishna. Why do not chant Hare Krishna? Why are you chanting Hare Krishna? They didn't realize at that time that Lord Chaitanya was in a private meditation. And then at that time he was completely absorbed but even they were there, he wasn't conscious. He was completely absorbed in the spiritual chant. And when they came up and made all these criticisms, he became very angry. Because they completely disturbed his meditation. What is for ordinary devotees, they don't have to get into all the names of the gopis. But Lord Chaitanya, he was the absorbed in a particular mood at that time, in a particular meditation, which was reserved for him. And one or two other devotees of that caliber. Because it's all of that caliber. But I need to say that <coughs> someone that he was specifically in power, you know, also meditate like that. Generally no one would meditate like that. In a common sense. But they didn't give that special respect to Lord Krishna. And then he became angry at them and tried to pick up a stick and chase them away while he was bothering my meditation. So then they thought that, well, this Lord Chaitanya, who is this engineer, this Munai Bhanga? How can he chastise us? They, they obviously weren't his intimate followers. They were not tertiary followers. So what they started to do is, uh, amongst other uh, distant students, they started to say that he might come there, now he's become uh, too much, he's facing uh, us, uh, this and that. Then Lord Chaitanya, he starts to meditate. That my mission, I can't reveal that I'm Krishna because that would, uh, that would uh, ruin the whole 
same time, these foolish people, they are criticizing, that will harm their own spiritual growth. And because I am a householder, because I am a married man, in this society, they don't see any difference. So they won't give any uh, special respect. In this way, they will end up uh, committing offenses and that will slow them down and harm them in their spiritual life. So if I take sanya, then at least due to that, that time, everyone who spends it, he becomes a monk. He gives up his family. He wears a saffron cloth and he becomes a sannyasi, following strict rules. Then everyone will respect him. <coughs> as a research of sannyasi. So then he decided that for preaching, I have to take sannyasi, leave my family, because so these foolish people won't uh, just consider me as another ordinary person. And then uh, in this way, when I'm doing some specific higher meditation, some specific uh, teaching, they'll immediately uh, think that, oh, he's the same as me, and therefore they'll criticize and create some obstacles for themselves because it won't stop any of my people but it will hurt them to criticize. And this way Lord Chaitanya for mass propagation he decided to take at least for the external reason he decided to take sannyasa. This is a danger even if a person is a disciple or of, a spirit, of the spiritual master, if they start to see the spiritual master to be an ordinary person, it's a great So, therefore, the advice is given that one should never see the spiritual master to be an ordinary person. These students, technically speaking, were the disciples of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. They have no right to see their Chaitanya in that type of relative way. But that's the nature of the students, of academic people, that uh, they don't hold a deep uh, respect for anyone's opinion because it's very relative. So that's why Lord Chaitanya decided to take, uh, to become a and then those types of students after that they kept their respectful distance. And those who were very sincere, they kept on following the principles of Lord Chaitanya. And even today you'll see that how even today in all of the villages, millions and millions of people, uh, they're still chanting Hare Krishna. Just as they were chanting 500 years ago in Lord Chaitanya was And now, they're trying to revive that even more and maintain them and also the philosophy. The practices have them, but some of the philosophies in the villages, they, uh, they need to be organized and trained in a certain aspects. You know, the basic uh, system of school But it's right that we can see that how the uh, original movement of Lord Chaitanya is still uh, expanding even in uh, the place of his origin. 